For the long absence, so uh, we just been a, a mix of the busy, a mix of unfortunate things happening around around uh, around the house, uh, my house, and where we record. Here's a record is behind the scenes. You record in the basement, you know where the office is and where all the equipment's at. Um, as anybody who lives in St. Louis now knows, we had a crap ton of rain in the last three weeks or so, give or take. And I guess we had water in their basement this guy you so everything had all the flooring had to be ripped out all the everything had to be ripped out cleaned out and it's just sitting downstairs in an empty basement everything's in one room including all the equipment we use to record so uh it might sound a little different tonight on my end due to only having uh basically my my video game headsets the only thing that's available that's not buried behind boxes and boxes right now so that's why the absence has been a long time luckily since we stopped talking to you last, the Blues kept winning. So I kind of thought maybe it's because we're not talking about them. So, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So the Blues were in a still in a current a point streak. Mm-hmm. So we're at twelve games now. Yep. Uh, we're in a uh, winning streak of nine games that was snapped on uh, the other day here against the Boston Bruins in unfortunately in overtime. There looks like they had a chance to kind of pull it out, but. Uh, not a great second, in my opinion, not a great second period kind of doomed them in that game. I didn't get to see any of this game. I yeah. was uh I was in Chicago for work, so I uh I missed everything. Yeah, so the second period wasn't great to say the least. I think the first wasn't too bad. The second they just didn't look right, just off and just bought and credit to Boston. Boston did a good job locking it down. Right. Boston pulled ahead of a two to one, uh, excuse me, is tied barely at the end, thanks to Robert Thomas. And uh, the Blues held on for the tie and then lost in overtime. So um, I think Uzo played pretty decent, uh, as I think, and we'll talk about uh, who we think will be the starter in the playoffs. So, numerous things to talk about here where the Blues stand, how they're doing, who's doing great, uh, and we'll go on from there. So, as we last left you, the Blues are kind of figuring things out due to uh, Bennington not really playing great. Uh, Huso starting to come on. Is he going to take on the role as the starter? Uh, the answer turns out to be yes. Yes, it does. So he is playing great. Uh, Bennington has turned around. They're in this win streak. He's had three very solid games, in my opinion. Uh, one nearly a shutout. He had one goal against. I think he could have had a shutout. Another game with two goals against. Um, and even the game that was pretty much a blowout against the Preds. Uh, if you remember the third goal that was scored by uh, Rosen, uh, Bennington made a, a stretching save uh, on, on a right partial, that. partial break, and the Blues broke out on a three-on-two and yes. scored. So little stuff like that. When you have those, He wasn't coming to those big saves earlier this season. And, since, and he has been – Pretty impressive, honestly, at least solid at the bare minimum. So, obviously, people are talking now, but I still think you can't ignore what Huso's done 
in the meantime. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think that it's great to see Bennington start to come back to form. Uh, that said, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to relinquish the, the goal back to him. Plus you have a goalie in Vili Huso who's done nothing but win you game after game after game. And, you know, I, I think that this is going to be Huso's goal to start the playoffs, but it's nice to know that um, if there's a problem, we have someone to fall back on. I think the real question is going to be Jason. And I've already heard some of the, the big talking heads around, you know, national radio and all that talk about that is what happens in the off season. You know, if, if let's say that they ride Billy Huso and Billy Huso wins you two rounds and gets mm-hmm. you to the conference final, do you try to re-sign him and trade away Bennington? You know, I, I, I you know, keep in mind, Jordan Bennington has not won a playoff game since the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Correct, yeah. You know, he looked, and now granted, the entire team looked that way, but he looked mostly awful in the bubble. Now, he looked great against Colorado last year, but the team was just far outmatched. But the fact remains, since they lifted the Stanley Cup in the Boston Garden, Jordan Bennington is over in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's not comforting. Yeah, that's something that to, to keep an eye on. Like we we talked about the the Avalanche series. If you just look at numbers, not great. Right. But the eye test shows that he was the only player on the ice that showed up that series and also kept those true. games. You know, until the literally end of the game on a couple of those games with one goal games near the end, he just yes couldn't stop anything. But. Fact of the matter is numbers and numbers. And as you know, we talked about many times on a number guy. If you have not won a game since then, that's something to that's it's something to consider during this whole thing. And speaking of numbers, we'll talk about, you know, for uh stats for like Huso this year. Yeah. So for Huso, you know, first year is a let's say, what is it, full on starter? Or at least getting getting the amount of starts that a starter would. Yeah. So obviously Lindgren, mind you, had that thing where he's leading the team technically, but we're not going to count that. No. He is a, we're talking about Billy Hughes now, 2.46 goals against average and a 923 save percentage this year while winning 24 games. Yep. And that's literally something, the same amount of shutouts as Jordan Bington with two. Bington shut out the Blackhawks twice, so that is what it is. Right. I think uh, you and I can shut out the Blackhawks. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, not great this year. But um, you have to consider the facts at the end of the matter is like who's this is Huso's team for the playoffs. And I agree. Until I agree. you can until he relinquishes it. I think there's some people people taught there's little whispers around, but I think at the end of the day, it's not going to be uh, anything to worry about. And I think Huso is going to do just fine. I think at the end of the day, I think he will. Your forwards I mean, are great. Your forwards are great. Forwards are yep. probably the best you have and even better than 2019 forwards, well, by Ashton, my opinion. I would say that this team is as good as the 2019 team, but very different. Yeah, whereas better the, in other ways, good in other ways. Yes, whereas the 2019 team 
was going to grind you down and beat you until you were so tired you couldn't move and then go score on you and win a game two to one, three to two, whatever. This team has offense in spades. Like, you know, we have what now? Seven 20 goal scorers? I'm getting ready to pull that stat out. So you have Vladimir Tarasenko, um, Pavel Bushnevitz, David Perron, Jordan Cairo. Uh, you're almost at eight. Robert Thomas is at 19. 19. Ryan O'Reilly is at 17. So right. you have so, two guys at potential. So you have two guys are, that can possibly get up to nine guys. I, I think that you'll see Thomas get there. Um, the and O'Reilly. Playing, yeah. yeah, and O'Reilly, sure. I mean, I could see him get a hat trick in the game. I mean, they're playing the Sharks tonight. They're not very good. You're playing um, in the Coyotes the next night, right? You know, so on Saturday. So you know, I I think the two things to look at with this team that makes them dangerous in the playoffs is that they are scoring at an alarming rate for any team, let alone a Blues team. I think I I read a stat the other day that goals per game five on five, they're third in the league. Mm-hmm. They're in the they're in the top. I had them in the top five. Yeah, so. I think they're behind. Uh, I think uh, Colorado and the Rangers. And it's the Colorado Rangers or Colorado Carolina. I can't remember. It was, yeah. I remember it was, it was but it was like one of these teams. Um, yeah, I mean they're playing in the line that's honestly it's not even carrying them per se, but the line that's been the most consistent during this run is the Robert Thomas flanked by Tarasenko and Bushnevitz. Um, yep. It's almost like you're expect every time you see him on the ice, you're expecting something magical to happen. And I agree. Vladimir Tarasenko is making the Seattle Kraken look like idiots right now. Oh boy. I mean, how much if you're I said it after the draft or after the, the expansion draft when Seattle didn't take Carey Price or Tarasenko, which were the two big names left available in the draft that if I was a Kraken season ticket holder, I would be pissed. Obviously, you wouldn't have had Carey Price this season, but neither has Montreal. That's neither here or there. I get that there were a lot of question marks around Vladimir Tarasenko, but it was only a two-year contract at that point that you were picking up, and the upside was limitless as far as there being no ceiling. And now we're seeing what a healthy Vladimir Tarasenko could do. He's every bit as good as he ever has been. Yeah, and showing that the shoulder is 100% healthy, um, a lot of smiling, and just you can see the way he's playing is, we've talked about in the past, when he things aren't going his way, it's very much one and done, like gets pushed off the puck, he just kind of like relinquishes yeah. the puck and just, you know, just looks off. And Like when he was hurt, you could tell that's how he was playing, and obviously because he was hurt. Uh, now being healthy, like the drive when he scored against uh, Nashville the other night, like right, that's vin- like vintage Vladimir Tarasenko. Just Look at puts the, your shoulder mean, down and go to the net. The move against the Rangers, or I'm sorry, against Buffalo. Like welcome to the NHL, Owen Power. Like you yeah. just got postered. Yeah, that was highlight real goal. And almost, did you see? It was almost seven years to the day that he did it against the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, he, within within a couple of days, it's ridiculous. He walked Owen Power. And then put the move on uh, whoever was that was in goal. Craig Anderson was in goal. Craig, yeah. But, I mean, it's the market for Tarasenko, if he doesn't want to stay here, is going to be wide open. I don't think that there's a team in the league right now who wouldn't gladly make a trade um, for Tarasenko. Now, I think that the, the hang-up is going to be now 
um, can you sign him? Because obviously, you know, the last we heard, and again, this was the start of the season, was that he was open to a trade to anywhere. Um, because obviously at the time, uh, the teams he wanted to go to weren't going to pick up the salary for an unknown commodity. Now, do you think he's happy? I, I still hold fast to what you and I have said many times over the past month and a half, which is if the Blues can't re-sign him by the draft, they have to trade him. They have to. Yeah, he's got one year left after this. Uh, him and O'Reilly are both up at the same time for both making the same amount of money, $7.5 million. So that's something uh, to keep an eye on, especially depending on if he signs too, and which we've also talked about a nauseam on here. Uh, one former St. Louis and uh, Matthew Kachuk is mm-hmm. up for a new contract potentially. So that's somebody else that, and that's a guy who's six years younger. Than I'll Terry tell you Sinko. right now. And I'm not saying, imagine Matthew Kachuk's also having a dynamite season, 99 yep. points this year. So it's yeah. not just, I'm trying to replace Vladimir Tarasenko with somebody that's even No, he's, he's a stud. You're playing somebody he's who's very good. I will say this. I don't think there's enough money to sign all three of those guys. I no. think two or three. And, and right now, as much as it's blasphemous to say it, I think you, you do O'Reilly and you try to get Matthew Kachuk. I think that you trade down in years on Tarasenko. I think that O'Reilly brings more to the team overall than, than – Vladdy, now I, I get the, his also depends on pay cuts, right. too. Like, I mean, uh, O'Reilly, if O'Reilly's willing to let's say cut a salary in half or go down to like four million a year for three years, that's would you? I, I wouldn't I don't know. Yeah, I, is, I mean, is I he like, a seven and a half million dollar guy still? Uh, honestly, if I if, if he wanted seven and a half million for five years, being a 32 year old guy. In the I way think he, he goes short on term. What well, if he doesn't he want short. that? Obviously, he wants seven and a half mil for five years. That's what he wants. Is that is that the number that's been thrown out? No, I'm just giving you a hypothetical. That's I the mean, same. I, that's the same he's making now. Look I, at Shen. Shen makes six. Is going to make six and a half until he's 35, 36. I think. I mean, I don't think I go any higher. I, I, I extend out where he's at. But if he's looking to make, if he's looking to get more, I don't know where this team pulls it from. To be honest, like I, you know, yeah, Terry, you got uh, Bareko's number going up next year because he's resigned. It's, so you got three guys at defense making six and a half million dollars for the next five plus years. I'm going to say something real unpopular. Colton Pareko out of here. I don't necessarily care if they go after Colton Pareko again or not. Mm. I, I don't know what his deal is. I think the back is still a problem. I, I haven't seen the Colton Pareko that lets bombs go from the blue line the way he used to in a long time. The last 10 games, just to give you the quick stat here, he is leading the NHL in plus minus in the last last 20 games. But is that him or is that the team? Well, the last 20 games, I mean, he's in on the ice for an average of 23 and a half minutes. I mean, that's a lot of time per game. And Who do they have him paired with now? Well, he's back with Scandella. Well, that's not going to help. I mean, when he was with... Krug and Letty. That, that, that there you playing go. with Letty helped him a lot. Having a guy who can move the puck out and stuff. Yep. Um, and I think it gave him the confidence to get because I think this year things were not going right with Scandella and he just could not get it. And then I think him and Krug just didn't mesh. Yeah. And I think having Troy Krug and Justin Falka as your defensive pair is a really 
solid pairing. I think the Letty Pareko pairing was great. And honestly, Bertuzzo and pick one. It's either Scandella. Rosen is coming and play pretty well. I mean, you Rosen can't even argue Nicola there. Nicola is fine. Mikola has been up and down this season, but he's been, had these moments where he's played really well. Um, Perunovic is skating again. I don't think he's a candidate just because he hasn't really played this year. Yeah. But that's just me and you. But anyway, we're talking about the forwards here. So the forwards are talking about we have three 70 point guys, which this team is averaging. They broke their record as they scored four more goals for eight consecutive games. Yeah. Which is that's 80s. No, that's 80s numbers, man. Yeah. Like, that's like something when the puck you're taking a like slap shot on the ice from like the blue line and it's going in because the goalie's still standing up and not that's going early, down. I mean, that's early Brett Hall years. Yeah. I mean, you're playing uh Nevitz, like that trade now. I know we we kind of we're kind of all over the place, but but I think the Bushnevitz trade, if he it's obviously first year. So if he the, the next couple of years of his contract, if he keeps this kind of point pace up. It's it's it should be talked about as much as the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I agree. I agree. That's how ridiculous. Like a second rounder, and nothing against Sammy Blay, but Sammy Blay was a third, maybe fourth liner at best. Yep. And a second round pick as a whatever. You know? I, and I tell you right now, I think that Pavel Buchnevich could be the key to uh, what has helped turn Vladimir Tarasenko's attitude and on ice play around. I think having another Russian. And, and having someone like you can just tell that there is a chemistry between those two guys above and beyond just hockey. And I think that, that having another countryman like that with all due respect to Ivan Barbashev, um, having someone like that, who's got the same skill uh, and finishing ability as Tarasenko has, has really, really helped the both of them. It's helped acclimate Buchnevich to the team and it's helped to re-engage Tarasenko. Yeah. Watching this team, the, uh, and then fun, funny, I missed most of the Minnesota game uh, due to having to put a, uh, do some work around the house. Unfortunately, that I was already pre-scheduled, uh, but I was able to watch just the overtime. That you know, the Blues obviously, you know, kind of fell apart in that game, but won it due to Bushnevitz driving to the net, circling around, and getting the puck to Shen, who buried the shot against Cam Talbot. Yep, who's playing very well ever since the Mark Andre Fleury trade. Uh, you know. Playing for a job. They're both playing really well, which is kind of the only scary part about, I think, about Minnesota. But the Blues, every time this line is out, Tarasenko, Thomas Bushnevitz, just to put a little bow on this, they've been dangerous no matter who they're playing. If it's a, you know, a bottom feeder team mm-hmm. to a team that's fighting for a playoff spot to a team that is near the top. I mean, this team played very well against Calgary, which has been a perennial right you know, running uh, wild against the West. You've had a couple other guys playing really well. So I think this line is your number one line now. And then you have guys like David Perron, who's been scoring on the power play. You've been, you know, putting the puck in. Uh, Brandon Sod's chipped in a little bit here and there. Shen's been on a heater too, and he's been on a separate line. Uh, You know, you have a lot of guys playing well, but we'll take the flip side of everything. One guy who honestly hasn't looked like himself since the All-Star game is Jordan Kyrou. Agreed. He has been... He's fighting it. Demoted to the fourth line for a little bit. Scored a couple goals the other night in Nashville when it, you know a lot of people were scoring, but both his goals were... One was, you know, whatever. But the uh, first one he scored was definitely a skill goal. So mm-hmm. having that as kind of a guy who's not even... Uh, we're talking about first off. 
you know, we talk about Vladimir Tarasenko, we talk about Bushnevich, you talk about Thomas, Peron, uh, Saad, Shen, you're talking about all those guys, and then you get to Kyrou next. And Kyrou's a guy who has almost 30 goals. Yep. I mean, look, he's still having a breakout season, and I'm not going to take anything away from what he's done over the course of the year, but he certainly has cooled off from where he was the first half of the season, where he was damn near a goal a game, dude, it seemed like. Um, and that's fine when you've got other guys picking up the slack. You're just not going to be able to afford to have all of these guys go cold at the same time. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because I mean, that's, I mean, you have so many guys playing well, so it's like, if one guy kind of cools off a little bit, you still have other guys that are hopefully picking it up the slack. Um, Robert Thomas also, he's been kind of the first half guy who really we didn't talk about that much. And now that was more Jordan Cairo than ever since the all-star game, Robert Thomas has been playing out of his mind and on a 12 game point streak right now. Um, yep. 55 assists, which is crazy to think about uh, nearly has a really, I would be shocked if he breaks the 80 point mark. Yeah, I agree. He said 74 points when we got about six games left. Um, he could easily break it. Tarasenko should break. He's at 78. So everybody's playing well. We talked about all the good stuff. What If I had to say one thing that worries you about this team as they enter the stretch run, what would you say? I, my main concern would be the back end and the goaltending. I think they're, they're married at the hip. And I think that as one goes, the other goes, um, I, I you know, Philly Hills, Philly Huso has been great this season, but as we're all well aware, the playoffs are a whole other thing. And you've got to be able to, to shake off bad performances quick. And you've got to be able to not pat yourself on the back too hard for a stellar performance in the game. Um, who knows, man? Uh, who knows what's going to happen? And I think that that's the wheel of fortune right now for the Blues is spin the wheel and see who's going to be your goalie and pray to God that it holds up. Um, and then, you know, the back end, I, I think that, and I like the guy, I think he got a limit. Marco Scandella's ice time. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, there's just too many times recently where that guy is either misplaying or mishandling or whatever. And, um, you know, look at that game against Minnesota where they blew a four goal lead. And I believe that Scandella had a, had a hand in a couple of those, uh, yeah, namely, communication between namely and... the goal by Kaprizov that tied the game. Um, yeah, I'm so not, it's... I'm not worried about the offense at all. As long as knock on wood, no one, the entire team doesn't get cold at the exact same time. Yeah, which I find hard to happen, but you never know, but that's my hard to happen. Mine is also the defense. The goaltending part of me is like, it's it's a worry, but not as much as the defense. I think, like you said, they go hand in hand. I think your defense shores up. I think that helps the goaltending out, makes it easier on Billy Huso or Jordan Bennington, whoever they went up starting, probably Huso. Yep. Um, and people were talking about, well, I would go Bennington, he won a cup. And I'm like, well, Bennington had no experience that year either. Three years ago, he won a cup. But yeah, and also, also he had no experience going into it, same as Billy Huso. Yep. Not saying lightning in the bottle will happen again. But Look, there, there's something to be said for the fact that, you know, people don't necessarily have the book on Huso yet. You know, he's there's an unknown commodity, just like there was three years ago with Bennington. You know, like, teams have played him because he's played the majority of the year, but 
you don't have the history of knowing his tendencies the way you did against um, Bennington the last two years. I can make an argument for either one. At the end of the day, I think we're both on the same page that I, when we go round one, game one, Billy Huso's in that. Yep, and Billy Huso's in that. So the last game of the year is April 29th against the Vegas Golden Knights, who may or may not make the playoffs at this point on I, the outside looking in. I am so conflicted on this. There is part of me that really wants this team to miss the playoffs. I think it would be effing hysterical the amount of money that this team spent this year or the last couple of years to bring in Petrangelo, to bring in Jack Eichel. And if they miss the playoffs, like to me, that is on par with the Los Angeles Lakers this year, not even making the play in game with LeBron and Anthony Davis and all those dudes. Like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I agree. There's also part of me. Because at this point, I think the, the, the Knights are looking at number two wild card or bust. Because I don't know if they have enough. I, unless L.A. loses out. Um, LA, close. They're closer. They're three points out now of L.A. With four games to play? Yes, they each, they each, have, played, they each have four games left. Um, they are, have one game in hand. Dallas lost last night, and, and uh, Vegas won, almost blew it, but came back and yeah. won in overtime. So they are only two points out of the second wild card and three points out of – the third place in the Pacific. So could you imagine, just think about this, because this is what everyone said the Western Conference final was going to be back in October. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a first round matchup of Vegas and Colorado? It'd be interesting, especially if they get everybody healthy. And I'll tell you side. right now, if Vegas gets in, Colorado better worry. Because Vegas turns it on like they played earlier in the year. Yep. But they have to get to that earlier in the year point. Right now, they really haven't shown it lately, trying to get chemistry. Because that's the thing about Vegas. I think the early success went to the owner's head. Oh, for we sure off, it did. If we get off the tangent here, because they're like, oh, my God, we went there, so let's go out and acquire all the – all the. it's like the rich kid who wants like the new toys. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I want yeah. the new expensive toy. Okay, Petrangelo. I'll take – uh, Jack Eichel, I'll take Max Pacioretty, I'll take Mark Stone. And then at the end of the day, you got nothing young, cheap talent. You have nothing. Zero. They are very much the equivalent of um, the Dallas Cowboys, the now Las Vegas Raiders, the New England Patriots. Like they buy, they've been buying up every free agent that's available because they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but now they're to this point now where they're literally against the cap, uh, and that window's going to close. Man, they've only got a couple years, I think, with Mark Stone, uh, and people are going to start coming up for for money and realize I can go somewhere else to probably a team that's as good and make huh. more money. Yeah, and the other thing that they have an issue with too is like the guys that are like the guys who do all the little stuff, like a guy like Riley Smith, who is wins face-off, kills penalties, can help out on the power play. Not a, like a super name guy, but he does all that stuff really well, and he's one of those guys you need in the playoff time. You might not have that guy around because you have to pay Jack Eichel $10 million. Mm-hmm. Did you see the stat with uh, since the Jack Eichel trade Mm-mm. that they both have identical records? Buffalo and Vegas? Yeah. That's amazing. So I, think, I think Buffalo has one extra uh, overtime uh, loss. That's it. I'm telling you, man. I, and I'm a Jack. I was the Jack Eichel guy when he went to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. 
but something's up there. Yeah, some something ain't right. You know, like and how how much like do you just want to jump off a building if you're Jack Eichel? Like you leave Buffalo thinking, God, this is the armpit of the NHL. They're never going to go anywhere. I'm going to a team that's been a, a perennial powerhouse for the four years they've been in the league, and you get there and they nosedive. Yeah, it's like they had the early success, and now they're settling into being quote unquote an expansion team. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny how some guys like they you know they resigned Alec Martinez in the offseason and gave him a lot of money. They gave Petrangelo all that money, so they have all these like. I say not even young veterans. I mean, they're all the guys in their like 31, 32 age where they're getting close to that point where they only have a year or two left before you're going to have to start selling guys off, but you're giving everybody all this money and no trade clauses. You're not going to be able to trade some of these guys. Cause let's be honest, who wants to leave Vegas then? Like where you live. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a reason everybody wanted to go there in the first place. So anyway, that's a little tangent. No state but, tax. Yep. And that's the other thing, too. So the other thing that's in- interesting, so the Blues are pretty much, I would say, as of right now, according to moneypuck.com, as of the 21st of April, there is a 97.6% chance that the Blues and Wild will be first-round playoff opponents, I mean, where they both will happen. finish. Who's going to have to throw a home ice? Who knows? We're hoping the Blues. The Blues have dominated this team since Brubay's been coach. You know, he's there 12. Uh, I got 12, two, and three since Brubay's been coach, which is pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, pretty much undefeated at home against this team. Um, obviously, playoffs are a different animal. Um, Minnesota is not, not a slouch by any means, but you have to like how this team plays against uh, Minnesota. And I think it'll be extra sweet if they can get by Minnesota because Minnesota put all their eggs in the basket this year by trading yes. for Andre Fleury, make trading for a couple other guys to get this team like one chance because they got the huge cap hit due to Zach Parise and uh, Ryan Suter's buyouts happening in the next two to three years. That's going to eat up like almost what 15% of their salary cap or something crazy like that. So um, they're going to have to get something together, but the blues put you in Minnesota. I think it's going to be a very entertaining series. The game that was on Sunday last week was really fun. Uh, or Saturday was it? It was really fun. Uh, I think that will be an entertaining series, to say the least. Uh, let's see. What else do we got up here? So we talked about all the guys playing really well. So upcoming games. So we're recording about an hour out from uh, the Blues play the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they play the uh, – excuse me, I almost said Phoenix again. Arizona Coyotes. I caught myself. Uh, and then they kind of wrap up the end of the year. They play a couple of hard teams both. By then, Colorado has the conference wrapped up. They maybe are yep. sitting some guys. You never know. Um, you have Vegas as well. We're kind of playing some bottom-tier teams. I think the Blues have a decent chance of maybe getting that second place. We're exactly tied with Minnesota right now. We're just losing due to um, the games played. Game. Uh, we're exactly on the games played as of right now. We're losing because of the, they have more wins than us. They have like two more wins than us. So I thought they had a game in hand on us. They might have a game in hand. Let me see the updated thing. Maybe I could have messed that up. I'll be honest. Give me two seconds here. You're correct. So they have one game in hand on us. They are 48, 21, and 7. Good for 103 points. We are 77 games played. 46, 20, and 11 for 103 points. Mind you, also 103 points, which Liz and I have had in almost 20 years. First time they reached 100 points in almost 20 years. So pretty good. Yep. Pretty cool stuff that the Blues are – uh, doing this season, and we had a little point there last time we recorded where we thought it was panic time and it wound up being uh, just the opposite. So the Blues playing well, 
heading towards the playoffs. Um, we were going to have, we'll have our big playoff preview coming up near the end. We're hoping to have a special guest or two in for that. We're trying to do one just for the blues. And we'll also do one for the rest of the league. Cause we like doing two separate ones for that. Uh, Indeed. We'll try to keep, we'll try to keep this regular. Like I said, sorry for the audio is going to be just okay for a little bit until I get things straightened out downstairs and I'll be good to go. So I think I'm going to wrap up there. I mean, Chris got, um, some fun stuff going on this weekend. I'll be out of town. I'll be in Kansas City, then home for we're going to be at Glory Pro Wrestling on Sunday. Very fun, very evil. Very fun and very evil, and also me and also the podcast is sponsoring a match. We are so we get a sponsor match against uh, the GCW Extreme Champion AJ Gray versus yes. AEW's uh, and the House of Black uh, member Brody King. So. Uh, very excited about that, uh, and so we'll be uh, we'll be in attendance there. Hey, if you're by, come see us. We'll be in the I think we're in the balcony, I believe. So come see us. We'll be around. Chris is very hard to miss. So, so yeah, I'm I'm an easy one to find. Yeah, so look for the very tall individual uh, wearing the Dan Housen face paint. So that'll be Chris. So I might uh, do it. I might do it. That'd be fun. Anyway, very tall, very evil. So anyway, very tall, very evil. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, all right, we'll wrap it up there. And uh, like I said, the next time we come to you, we'll be close to playoff time. We'll probably do one right before playoff time starts and then another podcast about all the playoff happenings just to make sure everything's done. Because I think one game got canceled due to a winter storm and it got pushed to May 1st. But I think there's no playoff implications to my knowledge. I think it's Winnipeg and Seattle. I think it was. So I think there's nothing really about that one. But all the playoffs should be resolved by then. Um, I see the playoffs might be starting on May 1st. We'll see. I don't know. So we'll have everything and all the blues stuff coming your way at that time. So we'll wrap it up there. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Um, this at is Palooza. There you go. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is at Blues Hockey Podcast. And also, if you want to find all that stuff, go to our website, blueshockeypodcast.net or .com. Either or works. You'll find all links to our socials there, along with where you can listen to the podcast, which includes the website, obviously, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, all those good places. Anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you can find our stuff, Google Play, all those stores, you can find our uh, podcast. So first off, we'll go to our sponsors, DraftKings, use the code THPN, stands for the Hockey Podcast Network, use that today. I believe so. You talked about it. I'm not keeping up with that. NBA playoffs have kind of started because they got like playing games, kind of like what they have in the NCAA tournament, right? They kind of yeah. have that now. I the only thing I know is that the Lakers crashed and burned this year with every star in the world on the roster. Yeah, I know Minnesota made it in, which was like a big deal. So um that's the only thing I saw come up on on uh, Twitter. But anyway, so bet on the NBA playoffs, but NHL playoffs. You can bet on a lot of things coming up. So um MLB has started. You go with Cardinals. Yes. Bet when Pujols might hit number 700 this year. Go ahead and bet on that. That'd be right. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, do all that at DraftKings. Use the code THPN today. So second all, use Lucky Lola's. Lucky Lola's has a jalapeno sweet heat. And once again, Chris's favorite, the salmon rub. Go ahead and find that at. It's that time of year to start rubbing your salmon. Yep. It's, it's getting warm outside. So go outside and rub your salmon down and uh, have fun with that. You can find that at Schnook's. And um, 
fresh time and i think they can check out their website as well which is luckylolafoods.com i believe you can find a link on our website for that uh last but not least our buddy will uh over at rockstar tacos at the gaslight lounge uh you can go ahead and check them out they're open tuesday through saturday five to usually five to midnight but five sometimes they run out so you have to go there and get it they have carry out so go ahead and call in and get your order he's been doing some uh specials here and there i know they've been doing some specials because they, they also cook out at the factory so if you're going to the factory for anything coming up you can get your tacos there as well they did some kind of special for uh olivia rodrigo chris he, can, that he one. catered the show yeah yeah that is uh i don't know who that is so, so she's some pop lady Okay, that's that's. And by lady, I mean little girl. Uh, yeah, far, I, far too young for us. Yes, that's that's just fine. So I have no idea who that is. So I just saw that him post a bunch of stuff that he made. So, uh, yeah. So Will's doing great. Go check them out at the Rockstar Taco Shack at Gaslight Lounge. So I think that's everything we got here. Another we did a little short one to get something back out there that we're still uh, we're still doing stuff. We promise. We just we are. Chris is. Uh, you, um, I said unfortunately, but fortunately busy with work and traveling oh, again boy. All, all the shows all at once yes so everybody wants to go back out on the road again so chris has been busy so we were working on a couple of different things for the you know, playoffs and having some guests in to talk about hockey some hockey fans yep. um since we hopefully get a couple surprises ca- in the next few weeks yeah, we got. To, I got to just. It's most likely just confirming things with a couple of people, and we'll be good. So once I get those confirmed, everybody will know, and we'll have some stuff up, and it'll be fun. So uh, we'll leave it there. Get ready for the Blues game here. We got about forty-five minutes, Chris, for a late game. So hopefully we can stay up because we're old and uh, watch the Blues kick the Sharks. But again, which also it is said the. Let me look it up real quick. Hang on. It is the. 14 year nope can do the math now it's the anniversary when we beat the sharks four games to one back in uh That's I, think, fun. I think almost 18 years 18 years there we go so the blues maybe can beat the sharks again it'd be great well and seeing that we're playing the sharks today you know what that means you know you know who we're playing hold on i gotta wait for commercials to go because oh, every time i go to do this there's always fucking commercials you know, know what theme it is you know where i'm going with this i think i know we get to play our favorite cartoon character today. Yeah. Logan Couture, baby. Butthead himself. Yeah, he is in he's in the building tonight, so we'll see how he does. So all right, well we'll leave you guys there and uh, we'll see how uh, he does tonight. We'll talk to you guys later. Shut up, famous.